Hello, everybody, and welcome to the uh, WrestleLore podcast. I am your uh, host, and I, uh, Ethan Sandoval, and I am joined, as always, by the uh, two feet to my floor, uh, Dustin. How you doing, buddy? How's it going? I I am doing I am doing uh, well. It's a uh, a chilly Friday here in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I have yeah. limited my going outside to uh, just burning something for a moment, and then uh, uh, literally I, I had to burn some files. So there you go. So it's it's, it's that day. So yeah, well, uh, you know, you know that's, what the, that's what life is like as an assassin. It is. It is. I have them some important papers, as Ice Cube once said. Uh, do you know what that song was that we uh, let in there with Ethan? Uh, that was "Ladies and Gentlemen," which I. Th- Oh God! I know it's been like uh, like a theme song mm-hmm. for. Wasn't that like the Mania twenty three theme? It's the theme song for Royal Rumble two thousand and seven. Okay. Oh, well, I know they've used it as a theme for yeah. multiple shows. Yeah, I, yeah. That song when they I saw that I kept waiting because they didn't really play one up front. Uh, we're doing Royal Rumble two thousand and seven day, everybody out there, in case you're wondering. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah when I heard that, when they put that up, that that was the official song, I was like, yeah, I think this just became like their official song for like a long time. And they just used it for yeah. a lot of stuff. Like it's like flow ride is my house. Oh yes. Yeah. Flow ride is my house, which I think will probably, you know, just every few years, just is going to be WrestleMania's theme. So, uh, right. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. did announce the uh, next, uh, three WrestleManias. Three yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, this year's is going to be another weird two nighter. Um, and they're going to do it at uh, <sighs> Raymond James Stadium there in Tampa, which I didn't think they'd do a two-nighter, but I guess Vince is thinking if he's going to ha- he's going to have fans in attendance, but I'm guessing mm-hmm. he's thinking that it's going to be limited attendance, uh, mm-hmm. and so he wants to stretch it over two nights to I guess sell more tickets. It's going to look weird having a WrestleMania. Like, okay, let me ask you this: How do you think mm-hmm. they should seat the people in there? I I think they should just do like, oh, damn, it's hard because like because it's at a football m- stadium. Me as a logical person, yeah, right, is like you know if they're doing all the precautions, which they won't, yeah, and everybody has to be vaccinated beforehand, which they, they won't, won't be. Yeah, yeah. But if they were doing that, I would just seat everyone on the goddamn floor, yeah, and just have it be kind of an enclosed, t- tighter show. But the issue is. It's WrestleMania, and Vince wants a spectacle, and Vince isn't going to do that. So I think what they may do is kind of do, I don't know, they might do sections. Yeah, see, I... Where it's like, this section has people, and this section has people, and this section has people. I know there were some of those things that came out this year that were, um, uh, they, they were like... Uh, some music festival. I think there was like one in England that had these like little pods set up where you could have like little groupings of people. I don't know. Again, I I think having people on the, on the floor is probably the best, uh, the best bet. But, uh, I also think, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. It's just going to look weird. I don't know. It's just kind of like, should have just kept it in the performance center or wherever for the Thunderdome or whatever. But then, uh, they announced that uh, the next one, which will be, uh, 37, I think, right? This year, 36. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
that will be in uh, Dallas, Texas, down there in the Jerry Dome. Uh, and like people said, probably so Vince can say he's set the post-COVID attendance record, uh, <laughs> you know, um, at that point. And then finally they'll be back in L.A. for 38. So, um, so there you are, 39 or whatever it is. So, yeah, but we're not talking about any of that today. We're talking about uh, Royal Rumble 2007. As suggested uh, by Ethan Sandoval. Ethan, why did you choose Royal Rumble 2007? Why did we do this one today? Um, I like Royal Rumbles. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I remember this, this being a pretty decent rumble. Yeah, it's a pretty, I would say it's a pretty decent show uh, all around. Uh, you know, it, so I... Kind of, you know, again, like so much time, as we've said, um, just kind of blends together when it comes to uh, to to pro wrestling eras. And so, like, I remember this. I was like, 2007, Chris Benoit's long dead. And no, he's not. <laughs> like, when did Chris Benoit die? Or when did he uh, murder people, I guess? 2000, wait, when did Benoit die? Yeah. Um 2000 it was 2000 let's see because eddie died in 2005 yeah. did die in 07 i think okay so just later that year because i was like it seems like that was i mean that is granted it's 13 14 years ago at this point but it seems like a lot longer ago than that to me than that he was that all that happened but hey who am i to say uh you know how long things are but uh yeah this is a relatively small card uh, that we have for this. And it's again, as we say it all the time, we go back and do these uh, reviews of old pay-per-views. Uh, it's always refreshing to just sit through a three hour pay-per-view <laughs> as, mm. as opposed to a six hour pay-per-view or whatever, you know? Oh, exactly. um, but yeah, this, this, this uh, Royal rumble uh, emanated. And let me ask you this. Do you think the Royal rumble, you know, I know WWE's ratings have shrank, and they're obviously, I think that their, you know, fan base has probably shrank as well. But do you think that Royal Rumbles have become far more, like, revered and grandiose in, like, the last 10 years or so? Because, I mean, th this Royal Rumble takes place at the AT&T Center uh, in, uh, in uh, San Antonio, Texas. It had a buy rate of 525000 uh, but the attendance is only 13,500. It doesn't seem like it's as big as like the modern Royal Rumbles. Well, and that's partially due to like how they market it. It's, it's like the same thing with Undertaker's streak, right? Yeah. Or it's like, um, you know, they, it wasn't a big deal until you get to like WrestleMania 22 and they were like, Oh, it's a huge deal. But, like, I don't know. Like, I also know that, like, um, uh, well, I don't know. Rumbles have always been big. I guess, I guess like, what's. They definitely have gotten bigger. I guess what's tainted me on it or is that just looking at, I'm looking at the past uh, few Royal Rumbles. If we go back, um, okay, so it looks like maybe. Yeah, okay. So we can stay in 2017. We started we sort of start yeah. this trend. They do the Alamo Dome in 2017, 52,000 people. 
The next year in 2018, it's at the Wells Fargo Center, only 17,000 people. But 2019 and 2020 are both in baseball stadiums that have well over 40,000 in attendance. And so it just seems like they've moved it to bigger venues. And right. Like, yeah. And so it, it just, you know, I think there's just like that element that it seems to me like there's a little bit more mm-hmm. of a a grandiose nature to it. But maybe that also might become just because the WWE has been using it as a crutch for their booking. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, I don't get the feeling that back in 2007, I was like saying things like, oh, it's Royal Rumble. It's sign pointing season. Right. You know, it's it's WrestleMania right. season. As well, you- that that started in like 2000 and like 12, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, was, was kind of when sign pointing season <laughs> yes, happened. Yes, who um, we all love sign and that's when it was the road to WrestleMania. Like yeah, that's that's really when it happened, you know. But yeah, it was just one of those things that I I was kind of thinking about when I was watching this. Is it's like, yeah, they make a big deal about you get the headline mania, but you know the rumble it's oh, yeah. okay. the rumble itself isn't as hyped up or anything like that uh, to me at least. Uh, but yeah, let's. So yeah, 2007. I was trying to remember the last cuz I was trying to remember, I don't know why, but like who won in like 2000 so 2004 was Benoit. 2005 was Batista. 2006 was Ray. Mm-hmm. And now we're here in 2007. 2007, which, which uh 2008 spoilers is won by uh John Cena. <laughs> Well, you know, he can only go so long without winning uh, something, right? Uh, and we get full-on Super Cena in this. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, boy, you know, I'm looking at... I don't know if he's full. Well, I guess he is kind yeah. of Super so, Cena. Yeah. Like, the whole thing about Super Cena was just he would get his ass beat and then win. Yeah, Cena, Orton, Edge, Alberto Del Rio. That was the one. I remember watching Albert that rumble in 2011 in this house, and my brother... I can't remember who the last two participants were in the match, but he was. But it was uh, it was Del Rio and mm, Santino. Uh, okay, so not the joke one, but like uh, who was like the last real one? Uh, Randy, or- oh! Randy, Randy. That was the forty man. That was the forty man rumble. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah, and it looks like. Uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, entrant. Well, this doesn't make any sense. Because uh, mm-hmm. uh, it says Ezekiel Jackson came in at 36, and did Kane come in twice? <laughs> he says he was eliminated by Kane, but then it also says that Kane was the 40th entrant. I don't remember that. Oh no 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 no! So so like the way that so yeah he was he came in at 36, but wasn't eliminated until Kane came in at number 40. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you it's go. It's not an order. Oh, yeah. Of yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That's that, that's that's just a yeah, brain yeah, fart yeah. on my mind. Well, those those have always tripped me up. Yeah. Too. So the last person uh, eliminated uh, or coming in. Yeah. So, anyways, that one I just remember. My brother was like, he he didn't have Alberto Del Rio. Someone else did. He was like, no way, Alberto Del Rio's winning this. <laughs> I was like, eh, you never know. It could definitely happen, and it did. Uh, but yeah, Alberto Del Rio at 11, Sheamus, another kind of, you know, oddball one in 2012, but then mm-hmm. Cena, Batista, Roman Reigns, Triple H, uh, Randy Orton, Shinsuke, uh, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre. So yeah, 
But let's get to this 2007 one. Uh, again, it's coming to you from the uh, this AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas, January 28th. How did you not talk about the winner of the greatest Royal Rumble? Oh, sorry. Uh, that, no, the greatest Royal Rumble is like uh, Never Say Never Again in uh, James Bond. It's non it's non canonical, right? That's uh, yeah. it's not a Royal Rumble. Or like Trolls Two. Yeah. Tr- yes. Trolls Two is non canonical to the James Bond universe. <laughs> we know <Yes>. that. <laughs> Well, see, you got your Goldfinger, and uh, then you got the Trolls too. <laughs> hey, hey, that ain't that not my James Bond. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Now, this is uh, once again my brain having forgotten. Uh, we are in tri-brand uh, WWE here. Uh, yeah, we're, Raw. we're in WWE, ECW. Yeah, Raw, uh, SmackDown, and uh, ECW. Uh, December to dismember was the December before yeah. this. Yeah. So this is very early into WWE mm-hmm. ECW. Yeah. yeah, which again WWE. again in my weird brain, I, I place that for some reason earlier in the two thousands. And I know it's not, because I mean it's not, but I still place it earlier in the two thousand. Um uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, and that whole WWE ECW thing, that's uh I, I guess uh by this point you know who the last WWE CW champion was right. Uh, was it Mark Henry? It was Ezekiel Jackson. Oh, okay. Well, good for him, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So we're gonna start this. You know, uh, there's not a whole this this card here. So uh, the announcers that we have here for Raw and so so uh, Jerry Lawler, Jim Ross mm-hmm. uh, for Raw. Uh, and then you have Michael Cole and JBL for SmackDown and Joey Styles and Taz for ECW. The Royal Rumble yeah. call was Lawler, Cole, and JBL uh, that JBL. they did. Now, I'm going to start out and say this. Fuck JBL. I cannot yes. stand his announcing in this. And I can't remember if this is how he always was. But, you know, there's like that dynamic with announcers that like Heenan was always an antagonist, right? JBL's an antagonist here, but just like an asshole. <laughs> like, he if he could cuss on Mike, he would have just been like, shut the fuck up, Cole, you're a dumbass. And that's basically what his commentary comes across as. And I'm just like, this is horrible. Like, it's just, I, I, I don't get it. Like, I, it just, boy, I don't know. It's just very, very bad uh, on there. Yeah, so, uh, yeah I... I wasn't paying too much attention to the audio um, on this because uh, I saw JBL was on commentary. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, boy, I don't really want to hear the app. Yeah. No, it was very, very bad. You are uh, you are not uh, – you did not miss much. It, it, not only is it JBL, it's early JBL. Yeah, very early JBL. Like, why did he go to the announcement? Why did he transition? Do you remember? Did he have an injury, or was he just, like, over-wrestling? Or Yeah, I think he was just, like, I don't remember him being injured. Does, does this figure that was he had his championship run, and now I'm good, now I'm going to go be the financial analyst and go do that bullshit? So, Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Nah, I, well. I don't remember there being, like, a reason. Like, he just stopped showing up as much. Like, I mean... Cause like he did wrestle on occasion still, cause he wrestles. He wrestles at Finley. Yeah. At Mania twenty four. Yeah, and he he wrestles at twenty five too, doesn't he? Doesn't he have that super quick match at twenty five? I th- I th- oh yeah against Ray. Yeah. It's like an eighteen second match. Yeah. 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 He does that too. Yeah. So he so he's still there doing like some storyline like 
put pick and choose. He's not he's not doing the grind. So I don't know. Maybe it's just a yeah. different contract for him. Now the dark match for this was uh, JTG with Shad Gaspard uh, and uh, RIP uh, defeating Lance Cade with Trevor Murdoch. I think, uh, boy, that's there's a couple dead guys in that match uh, there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Lance Cade, uh, 2010. Uh, is Trevor Murdoch dead? I don't think so. No, Trevor Murdoch, I don't think he's dead. No, he, he's my age, though, so you know, might as well be dead. Uh, yeah, and so uh, that dark match they defeated, nothing nothing really going on there. They were tagged, you know, that's crime time, and uh, I, don't, I don't know that Cade and Murdoch ever had a tag team name. I think just, yeah, I don't think they did. I mean, just, you know, Rednecks, Cade and Murdoch. Yeah, Southern pride. Yeah, Southern pride. It's culture. It's my heritage. That, that's what they should. Oh my god! Why is there not a tag team called Heritage? And then it's just oh, Southern. Yeah. Oh my god! That there's got to be in the fucking like. Oh, you mean the Freebirds? <laughs> yeah, but I mean like, no, they're too. Ro- they were too rock and roll for that. I mean, this is this has got to be a little bit more. You know, uh, like. A, mm. I mean, it could be like mud and rap. You know, like uh, that weird genre. Of oh, rap. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You mean the Godwins? Yeah. Well, yeah, like let's take the Godwins and the Freebirds and somewhere in the middle. We're we're, yeah, we're, we're in between those two. Yeah, somewhere in between. Uh but yeah, there's uh the opening match though is a tag team match. Uh the Hardy Boys, made up of Ricardo and Guillermo Hardy. I know I'm I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh Jeff and Matt Hardy, uh versus Eminem, Joey Mercury, and Johnny Nitro. Uh, with I, I've got to say a smoking hot looking Melina right here, like uh, well, yeah, Melina was always yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, she's she's got it going on. Now this is uh, the twentieth anniversary. We should say this. Uh, this is the twentieth anniversary of the winner going to WrestleMania from the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and, correct. And uh, what? So this is Royal Rumble two thousand and seven. What number canonically, or what number is it as far as Royal? It'd be twenty one in that case. I yeah, think. I think. so. Oh no! Wait, no. It may be twenty two, because I don't think Big John Stud went to the main event either hmm. at WrestleMania. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's very weird. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, they're they're doing that. Uh, you know, they're they're celebrating the anniversary of that. Uh, but this first match that we have. All right, I'm gonna mm-hmm. say it. Um. This is indicative of the dumb shit that WWE was doing with their brand splits. Because one, you have like it's the Hardy Boys versus Eminem. I don't know how this match was led up to or anything like that. Uh, well, right, yeah, I think it was. I remember the lead up kind of. So Hardys were in the, like had the belts, lost the belts to Kendrick and London in that ladders match that they mention before this because this is the match where Joey Mercury gets his face exploded. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, the, yeah, that ladder match. Yeah. Yeah. And so um I I get which is I know where you're going with this cuz uh Jeff and Nitro are on Raw. Yeah. And Mercury and Matt are on SmackDown. And then Jeff's the Intercontinental Champion in a yeah, tag he match. Was feuding with Nitro. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, it didn't make any sense. And, 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 like, it would have made sense if, I guess, they all came out with separate entrances. Because if is Matt, like, doing his... What what gimmick is Matt on at this point? Is he still doing his... Or is he version Matt one? Matt on v1 i guess like this is like matt that was like feuding with like 
Gregory Helms over the United States title. Whoa, 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 sir. SmackDown's hidden gem or hidden secret or whatever, Gregory Helms. That's that's Listen, what Gregory Helms is great. So no, I just I just it just I thought it was funny when they <laughs> announced it as yeah. that. I was like, yeah. the hurricane? <laughs> like yeah. yeah, his heel run. Yeah, his yeah. Uh <laughs> but yeah, so this match, okay, so so that instantly kind of takes me out of it. Like there are no uh You've got tag team champions, like, like, why is there not a tag team championship match? <laughs> Either of the tag, don't they have? They have? Do they have two sets of tag team championships at this point? Have the SmackDown ones been introduced, or are they still? Because the I think the belts that I saw, because I think the tag team champs at this point are, it's rated RKO. Is a tag team are the tag team champs? Yes, correct. Yeah. Um. Uh, they, I don't know if they have the SmackDown belts yet. I'm trying to think. They, they, they may. The butts, the boy shorts belts. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like it's very. Uh, yeah, but it's. It just kind of seems like. I don't know. Like. Mm-hmm. It, I think they do. I think that those are the belts that they lost to. Uh, London and Kendrick. Yeah, they must be because rated RKO has the. Uh, the, the 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 standard ones. Let's let's see the history here of the SmackDown uh, tag team champions. We got it here. Uh, they were introduced. Uh, oh, these are the new ones. The new new ones. So, well, what was those other? <laughs> they had two sets of belts back then. I thought they did. Yeah. So what did they call them? They were the. Hold on. One second. Yeah, yeah, because Eddie had them. No, those uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championships have been around since, like, 02. Hmm. Yeah, those are older. Huh, well, you know, great. Uh, the WF World Tag Team Champions, Billy and Chuck, were drafted SmackDown and then May and returned to WWE. I don't know. So, yeah, this is, I don't know. It's a very confusing. My whole point is, where the fuck are some tag team champions here? <laughs> like, I, I don't get it. Like, uh, I think this is pretty, oh, I know. Wait, yeah, no, this is, uh, this would be, oh, well, no, that's not, not yet. Because London gets in the doghouse later this year for smiling events. Yeah. Um, as, but that as, doesn't happen yet. As one, as one should, I guess, <laughs> get in trouble for smiling. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Well, anyways, it just kind of frustrated me as like, I know there are tag team champs out there. I guess I get it if you don't want to put rated RKO in a match uh, mm. or something because it might mess up your storylines. But yeah, mm. it's just like, I don't know. Like, just give me, give me, give me that match instead of this. Now, what do you think about this match? It was a very standard, mediocre tag team opener. Yeah, pretty much. Like, uh, it's just like cookie cutter. Uh, this could have been the opener for any one of the pay per views this year. (laughs) Yeah, like, there's not much to it. Um, as my thing just went very weird here, I don't know what's going on. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's, it's basically, yeah, I, I just wrote down, it's like, eh, it's all right. It's serviceable. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. It, it, like you, 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 you simultaneously don't have. Uh, not only do you not have the tag titles 
represented. Mm. But you have now taken out of the equation uh, the Intercontinental title, too. So, like, and there's no, like, am I wrong? Like, there was no U.S. title defended on this, was there? Like, So what are they doing? Like, there's, like, I guess there are three championships, but they're all the world championships that are defended on here. But yeah, this is a perfectly serviceable match. Um, uh, all the members being on different brands was really, really bad. Uh, I, you know, I had also forgotten about, uh, Melina's, uh, screaming. <laughs> that was yes. part of her gimmick. Uh, that gimmick, yes. yes. Uh, boy. Yeah. That, that That's not something I really want to, would like to bring back. Uh, <laughs> I do think, I think back, looking back in a retrospect, um, that I think I, I hated, I didn't like Eminem at that point, but I, they're a pretty damn good tag team. Yeah, like his album at that time wasn't great. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Boo. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, they were fine. They were okay. They were. The they, snapshot kind of a dumb move, but. Well, they can't all be bangers. Uh, so I gave this match uh, in my rating system three stars. I thought it was three stars. And I'm looking at the Meltzer ratings, and he also gave it three stars. So, uh, yeah. Uh, it was there. It occurred. <laughs> it was there. It occurred. Booba doop. Oh, never mind. He gave it 3.25 stars. I lost. Uh, yeah. I'm a dumbass, I guess. I can't read. Okay, so how do you follow up a banger of a not banger, a decent uh, opening tag team match? Well, the ECW Championship. Yes, you give us what we've all been wanting—that ECW champion that everybody wanted to be champion, Bobby Lashley, versus a. I'm not surprised he's dead after seeing what he looked like in this match. Oh, have you checked the Twitter? Gotta check the Twitter though. What? Do you not know where it's at? No. Oh, you don't know about this? No. Oh, it's my favorite thing ever. Uh, if you go to Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, there's a Twitter account called Is Test Still Dead? And oh, every shit. other day, it just tweets yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, what are they. <sighs> On Christmas, it did say yes, Merry Christmas. Okay. Oh, but okay. Let's before we get to that match, though, we got to talk about this. These backstage segments, uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about them as we go. Oh. Uh, like now, I personally, I am a mark for the Tumblr and the kayfabe drawing of numbers. Like yes, of course. And part of me really wishes that there just would be a year where they actually just drew the numbers for real and then just wrote it on the fly, which they might as well because that's how they write their shows anyway. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, I like, I like the kayfabe Tumblr shit. Uh, but we find out, I, we are reminded here that Teddy Long is the, uh, GM of SmackDown. Player, player, player. Yes. Uh, Coach is the GM of Raw. Uh, and, uh, and Kelly Kelly has boobs. And Kelly Kelly is an exhibitionist. So she's there representing ECW, I guess. I, yeah. So, and, uh, good for you, Kelly Kelly. Um, yeah. Uh, we get the moment here of rated RKO, uh, and boy, the, the I'll show you mine if you yeah, show me yours. Yeah, I'm just like, oh man, like it's just all these backstage. Do you get it? But they're queers. No, they're fucking queers. 
I don't even think it was. I don't. I don't. Even, I don't even think that that was it. I think it's just literally like Vince was in pure like sixth grade boy mode, and just <laughs> you know what's gonna be funny if, if she's got boobies. Well, there's another segment later on. Oh yeah, when Kali shows up, that is also just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We will definitely get there. Like, because those are great. But yeah, you, low hanging fruit. Yeah, and then yeah, because so they say the uh, you know you show show me yours, I'll show you mine or whatever. And then from the heavens, here comes King Booker uh, to tell me I didn't just hear that. Yeah, and then yeah. D- then does it, or was it later that uh <laughs> that Ron Simmons shows up and says, "Damn, I don't know." Oh, yeah, so Kali comes shows up. Oh yeah, that's later one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 to yeah. show off how big his dumb hands are. Yeah. Drops two of them, and then Kelly Kelly walks over and picks up two of them and goes, "Wow, these are the biggest balls I've ever held." Yeah, and then Ron Simmons shows up and goes, "Damn." Yeah, so just classic ball and dick humor uh, throughout these. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then ladies strip. Layla shows oh, yeah, up, yeah, and yeah. I marked the fuck out for Layla. I yeah. Will say that. Uh, yeah. So let's get back to that second match. The second match, ECW title match. Uh, test the Impact Player. Now that that sounds like some bullshit late ECW or WCW naming like uh, the Impact Player or whatever. But Tess looking at Player, he is looking uh, roided out here to me. Oh, back knee. Oh, you yeah. could connect the dots yeah, and it yeah. would show a needle. And so, like this match is really bad. <laughs> oh, this match is not good and then, at all. And then it just ends on like Test walking out. <laughs> Yeah, test test uh, gets like belly to belly, I think. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, I give up," and then he walks away, and then Lashley goes, "Oh, you don't get away that easily," but he's still like, he's already won. Yeah. So then Lashley brings him in and power slams him. Yeah, and you blurb. you've got three title matches on this very short card, and you have decided that you are going to end one of them. With just a walkout countout, which is pretty damn lame, uh, if you ask me. Uh, but hey, you know whatever. No one does. I, I don't work for WWE, so. Well, and that that exemplifies Test's entire WWE career, really. Just pretty damn lame. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, he had that shining moment for a minute where he was doing the Stephanie McMahon stuff, but that's about it. Like so. Oh, where uh, you got cucked. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, the, the go-to well of, uh, you know, WWE cucking storylines. They've, they've been around forever. There's nothing new about them, folks. They've, they've been around there. They've always been there, and you've always loved them through and through. Uh, I assume they, they still are there. Like, I haven't watched in a while. Uh, so we go backstage again. So, yeah, so, so we're, we're backstage. We got Vince uh, with, uh, with, with, with John, John Chana back there. And, uh, he's, uh, John Chana. And, uh, he's basically, you know, he's got this whole, like, again, pardon me. I don't remember the storylines going on at this time, but I guess they're doing a Vince versus John Cena thing at this time. Well, you know what, what happens coming up at the next WrestleMania? Yeah. That's the battle of the billionaires. Oh, it's Battle of the Billionaires. Yeah, Battle yeah. of the Billionaires at the next WrestleMania. So he, can't, he can't topple John Chena, so then yeah. he targets 
Bobby Lashley. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have the Battle of Billionaires coming up. But yeah, he's backstage, and uh, you know, there John Cena's been beat up and you know battered and everything else. Um, you know, so so you're you're good to like you're setting up this whole thing. Uh, he's got this abdominal injury. And yeah, we, we have the Battle of the Billionaires that will come up at that next WrestleMania, which is WrestleMania uh, 23, right? Right? It's right. Yeah, um, Mania 23, correct. And uh, for those of you guys that don't know what the Battle of the Billionaires is, uh, it involves a certain uh, loser uh, that is uh, back at his little place in Florida pouting currently, uh, Donald J. Trump. Uh, who was represented by Bobby Lashley taking on uh, Vince McMahon, who was represented by Umaga at the time. So, um, which we'll get to that a little bit later in on this match that's coming up here in a bit. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, will this abdominal injury keep John Cena from being able to do it? And, you know, can Vince McMahon overcome it? Blah, 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 blah. Our next match, though, uh, that we're going to get, uh, we're going to get a, a, a pretty good video package here on Mr. Kennedy. A very good Mr. Kennedy promo package here, uh, talking about how he's defeated six world champions and all this stuff. This is that part. This is that period of that like rocket ship, or, you know, rocket put to Mr. Kennedy's back, right? Like right, that, right yeah. we're doing before he got busted for whatever it is he was busted for. I don't remember steroids, probably. Steroids. <clears throat> yeah, and then Hornswoggle. It was the same doctor. It was the doctor that was connected to Benwell. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we should probably like <laughs> should we do a horn swoggle episode? <laughs> we can. He had a long career, man. He did. He's still still around doing stuff. He was yeah. I think he he had a cameo in AEW recently doing something. So uh but yeah. <laughs> Old little horny. But this is we're in that yeah, he'll 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 pop up here in a little bit. But uh um, WLC match is an absolute classic. There you go. Well, maybe we'll do that. But our oh, so we we then get uh, our next match. Uh, we have our next match, which is Batista, who is uh, the champion, uh, world heavyweight champion, and he's going to take on Mister Kennedy uh, in this world heavyweight title match. Uh, Batista is over as fuck in this match. Like the crowd yeah. loves Batista. I forgot a um, time when Batista was so beloved. Uh, that was prior to like maybe now or whatever. So uh, Batista is hugely over. Uh, and this is where I really noticed because maybe it's the first match that he's on or, or maybe not. But this is where I really noticed that JBL is just like really fucking awful on them on commentary. Oh, yeah. Like he's, he's the and again, it's stuff like. You know, he's like, shut up, you're stupid, Cole. It's like, that's not clever. That's not fun. That's just you being a, a dick or whatever. Is this the first match you notice it? Because this is the first match JBL does come. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I figured that's what it was. I was like, I, I don't know. Cause Cause I, the I, match before would have been Styles and Taz. It, well, and the match before that would have been, I think, Lawler and JR. Well, it could have been. Yeah, the Lawler, I couldn't remember because that match, that first match could have theoretically been everybody that was except for Taz and and whatever, since it was a uh, mixed uh, mixed uh, match there, but uh, yeah, this this match, you know, um, what are your thoughts on Mister Kennedy as a wrestler? He was fine. Yeah, I like for all the build up. This kind of seems like a squash match. By the end of it, it it doesn't seem yeah. like so. 
I, I don't know, like, if this was... But he hurt Batista's leg real big. Yeah, yes, he got in, yeah, he got in a few good blows, and that's that's enough, I guess. But, but yeah, this kind of seems like a squash match that they have going here, and uh, there's a... There's a ref bump, and uh, you know, then after the ref bump, then it's like the squash happens. Mm-hmm. Not much to it, really. Um, I just was like, yeah, this is pretty, pretty much garbage. Uh, it's it's over. So mm-hmm. so there you go. Um, uh, just just so in case you guys wonder, Bobby Lashley versus Tess got a Meltzer rating of one. Uh, Batista versus Mr. Kennedy got a one point two five. I gave it a one point five. So there you go. There you go. Me. Just make me the new ratings guy for for uh, for pro wrestling. That would be great. Um, now, this is where we then go backstage uh, and we get Kevin Thorne and Ariel. Uh, we also get, uh, you know, like, oh, here's the weirdos from ECW or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Thorne is uh, the previous, uh, what was his name? Previously, wasn't he the guy in all white? Mordecai? Mordecai. Was he Mordecai, right? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. But Kevin Thorne is playing like a, I guess, a corporate vampire. <laughs> it's kind of when he comes Pretty across. Pretty much. <laughs> it's like, I'm a vampire, but I also want to dress like I'm going to an important dinner. So here we go. Like, uh, we're going to a power lunch or something. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, we get Kevin Thorne and uh, Ariel backstage, which Ariel, you know, whatever. Uh, great. Yeah. Uh, then we get the whole... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we get the whole great call. We get Hornswoggle that comes in, mm-hmm. right? And Hornswoggle's doing his like the gimmick where he can't speak, right? He's mm-hmm. like just grunting and like basically being a monster. He's like early Kane, <laughs> yeah. It's always like doing. It's very weird. But we get the he's doing all that, and then the great Collie shows up, and we got oh look at this. It's the epitome of comedy: a short person next to a tall person. Waka waka. Yeah. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Uh, and then you get the whole thing you talked about earlier. Great Collie reaches in and grabs three balls, and they're like, oh, you can only have one, and he drops two. Kelly Kelly picks them up, biggest ball. Damn. Right? Yeah, it's it's great humor. Um, the saddest part of this pay-per-view is up next when they uh, show a picture of the band Saliva. And I just got bad <laughs> that those people exist. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, mm, man. They look rough. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Not not a big saliva guy. You you a big saliva guy, Ethan? No, <laughs> I can't say that I am. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I have too many friends. Not, that... not familiar with their discography. Yeah. Uh, well, I know this one song. It's called uh, "Ladies and Gentlemen." You should check it out. Uh, that's yep. about it. What are the other What are the other saliva songs? I have no idea. Like. That one. <laughs> that uh, one. Let's see. Let me. I'll, I'll type in saliva real quick and see. Oh, they're the click click boom band. You know. Oh, yeah. That's right. Click click boom. Ah, good for them. They had they had their one uh, their one hit that's a good enough to keep them playing Rocklahoma for the next thirty years. So that's 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 good. Yep. Yeah. You know, for those of you guys that don't know that don't live in the great state of Oklahoma. Uh, Rocklahoma is a uh, trash music festival full of trash people and methods. Yeah, well, you can catch my father. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Then, no, I oh, mean, no, you're fine. why does your dad go? Care. Why does your dad go to Rocklahoma? Because my dad likes music that's bad. Like, does he, okay, but what genre of bad music is he into? Like, what what would be a band that you would say is bad? Like, is he going for like saliva or is he going for like hair metal? 
kind of hair metal. My my dad likes like my dad likes Steel Panther. Oh, okay. So like not you know. Yeah. But like he also like <laughs> fuck. Who is it? What's the band's name? Is it? Oh, I don't remember. So my dad. <laughs> My dad got really into Skillet. No, right? but that okay was. <laughs> hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. Got really into Skillet, and then he was he was like, "Oh, I got tickets to go see Skillet," and I was like, "Okay, Dad." Uh, and then my dad is at the concert, and he's halfway through the concert, and I get a text from my dad, and he goes, "Is." Is Skillet a religious band? It's <laughs> like, yes, Dad. They're a very religious band. <laughs> and he was like, oh. And he hasn't seen Skillet since. But yeah, it was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hey, whatever. That's one way to find out, I guess. Like, uh, Yeah, my dad is very atheist. And that was you are. A very... You're not making Christianity better. You're just making rock and roll worse, right? The the classic Hank Hill lines. Yeah, right? my dad. My dad likes metal. My dad, you know, yeah. will often be metal bands. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with metal, uh, obviously, but there, you know, I, uh, saliva. Yeah, no hard pass. On, hard pass on the saliva, but you know, it's it is you know whatever. You can have. We don't kink shame. I guess I won't music shame either. So it's all good. Uh, but yeah, so uh, they do all that backstage stuff, and then we get our WWE Championship match: John Cena versus Umaga uh, with Armando Estrada, his manager. Uh, which did Armando Estrada do any manage anyone else in the WWE? Do you, you know? Not that I know of. Like, like uh, you know, he, he I guess he was a wrestler. You know, he was a wrestler. He, he clearly has the build of a wrestler. You know, that they must have transitioned. But Armando Alejandro Estrada, uh, born uh, Hazem Ali. So there you go. <laughs> that goes with our things from uh, the, the one episode. I don't know that uh, Hazem Ali is a uh, Latin American name. I'm going to guess that maybe, he, yeah. Uh, but there's no way to know he's born in Chicago, Illinois. Oh, no, he is Cuban. He's billed from Cuba. But uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh no! Okay, I thought I, I was looking here at ring names, and I thought one of them was Osama. Uh, it's oh, wait, am I? How do you spell Osama bin Laden? <laughs> is it O S A M A? Okay, well that's a, he went by Osama as a ring name, so I don't know where that was at, but hopefully somewhere great. Anywho, uh, this match. What do you think about this match? Uh, it's a last. Oh, the. We're at the last man standing match. Yeah. I like this match a lot. Yeah, this match is pretty good. I, I would say it's pretty good. Uh, but like I said, this is definitely, I think this is definitely Super Cena because he comes in like injured, hurt, hurt and, you know, he's going to overcome this this injury. It, it's during this match and uh, like I, I remember this period because I hated Umaga. I d- just did not like the character. I thought the Samoan spike was a dumb move. I, I agree with that. This one spikes a dumb move, but I like Umaga. Like I, I guess I don't know. Like it was just a, you know, and and then this is where I remember it's like, oh wait, this is where we're leading to WrestleMania 23 with the Battle of the Billionaires and all that stuff. So, you know, like, but for and Umaga's a really weird. It seems like a weird choice to be feuding for the title, right? Right. Like that was kind of like what I was. I was like, this is like a. A super well, he was un- he was undefeated. Yeah, 
up until the match before this where Cena gets a roll up. Yeah. And so I get that. I just think the character in general seems weird for a, a world title run, right? I guess I, I can't say that with the super clean conscience. I think he's a really good wrestler. Yeah. Like, uh, I think of the character, but he's a pretty good wrestler. Yeah, no, that, that's okay. So that's fine. I But like there are great wrestlers that are also really boring and I don't like the gimmicks or things like that, right? And, uh, but it just seems like, I know it seems weird. I can say, we've talked about The Fiend and how he's booked as a champion and he's kind of a, you know, a weird character to think to be a world champion. I just don't see Umaga with a world championship with his gimmick and it just working at all. So, you know, I guess it was just very unbelievable that he ever had a chance against Cena, but who did at this time, right? Um, But yeah, this last man standing match, I thought the ending was uh, like pretty good ending. I I, I like the the choke out ending on this. Uh, Yeah, well, there's a couple spots in this match that I really vividly remember. Like, like, uh, whenever they bring out the stairs, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember vividly how Cena gets busted open where he goes for the FU at this time. And then, but he's like so beat up that he like falls face first onto the like edge of the stairs. So then like, you know, blades himself, which is a pretty good spot. Um, Then I remember Umaga, like I remember like Umaga had never had more than a five count until he does that diving spot through the announce tables. And then he gets like a nine count. I remember that. Uh oh! I also remember him doing a Simone drop and dumping Cena on his goddamn face. <laughs> oh, it's one of the nastiest Simone drops I've ever seen. Cause like, I don't know. It's like they're going diagonally as opposed to backwards because of the momentum of Cena, and it's oh, it's brutal. Yeah, and then and then that all leads up to that last spot with that 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 rope choke, uh, which I yeah. thought was a, a great way to sort of you know, you you see John Cena like you know going to extreme lengths to keep this competitor down, uh, yeah. and it works right. So it works. He he's able and to. The STF wraps a rope around Umaga's throat, chokes him unconscious. Now I'm just looking forward at the next pay per view, which was No Way Out. Uh, which had a lot more matches. Um, what what was Umaga doing by then? Was he even on that card? Let me see. Uh, well, you got to remember that this was the period of brand specific pay per views. No, okay. So I think No Way Out may have been a SmackDown pay per view. I'm not sure though. Yeah, it's looking like uh, yes, it was a SmackDown pay per view. So yeah, he wasn't on uh on that one. Um. Chris Benoit and the Hardy Boys were together in, on that. That's an interesting pairing. Uh, and oh, this is uh, this is when uh, Hornswoggle was still called Little Bastard. So there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. So that's that's all something. Uh, but yeah, so we then uh, so Cena wins, uh, and we go backstage once again, uh, and we've got which is funny because he does turn out to actually be a little bastard. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Uh, later on, when he becomes Vince's illegitimate son or whatever uh boy this weird ass spot backstage with uh <laughs> one the sandman's there 
And it's like, okay, hi, Sandman, uh, and uh, all that fun stuff. But then Ric Flair shows up, and Mm -hmm. Kelly Kelly is hitting on Ric Flair, which, you know, I'm just really happy to see that uh, 13, 14 years later, the WWE is still using the storyline of women hitting on Ric Flair. (laughs) (laughs) Like with, uh, how do we get heat on uh, Lacey Evans? Make her hit on and date Ric Flair. It's like, okay, that's great. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so we get this backstage scene and yeah, that was Layla, but was one of them was Layla. Were the other two dancers that show up just randoms? Like I didn't recognize them. No, I, God damn it. I kind of recognized one, but I couldn't, I couldn't remember who it was. I was like, is that Katie Burchill? <laughs> it may have been. I don't know. Like, uh, uh, but yeah, so Ric Flair, they also, do you think that music was like, is that a later dub music or is that what they used at the time? Do you think that music that's playing while Ric Flair is dancing there? Cause it, it really stood out to me as seeming, it seemed like it was over. It was like dubbed in. I don't know if maybe they had yeah. a real song in there or something that they had to take out, but like, I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, Okay. And, and and in my brain again, I'm like, I forgot that in 2007, WWE was still mm-hmm. basically doing all the sexy stuff with ladies, uh, and just kind of forgot about that uh, a little bit in there. So, yeah. but now we've we've set up our final, you know, our final drawings. Um, you know, uh, they get, you know, the last balls are drawn and all that fun stuff. And now it's time for the main event, mm-hmm. the Royal Rumble, the Rumble that is royal. And, uh, yes. huh. Yeah. My thoughts on the Roy- on this Royal Rumble. Yes. It is a good Royal Rumble. It mm-hmm. has, to me, very few memorable moments. That is true. And it, because we've kind of come to expect and, uh, partially falsely so, and I, I assume this year we'll be kind of that same boat. You know, uh, we're recording this on January 22nd. We are a, a little over a week away from uh, this year's Royal Rumble, uh, and we—I don't think there's going to be any surprise, many surprises in this year's Royal Rumble because there's no fans in attendance, and you have to have those fans for the big pops. But there's really mm-hmm. n- nothing in this that's a huge pop for. Like a return is are there returns with Sean? My- Sean Michaels wasn't a return in this, was he? No, there's like no returns in this. Yeah, it's there's it's nothing. Yeah, so and oh, let me let's talk about this. So Ric Flair gets, I think it's the last ball, but then he gets the number one entrant, right? And yes. he's going to uh, he's he's not going to be in the match long, which adds up because if you look at him at the time, yeah, there's no way he's going to be in that match long. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, he but knowing that. We still have, you know, when is his, uh, when's Shawn Michaels versus Flair? What many is that? 27, 24, 24. So the next year is his retirement then. So he's definitely towards the end of the career here. Uh, but yeah, Ric Flair is the first entrant and I'm like, okay, Ric Flair. Okay. Who's who are they going to put out there with Ric Flair? Finley, (laughs) your first two, your first, like at that point, you're like, to me, there's always like either this, like intrigue that the first person can go a really long time and Finley's going to go a, a decently long time, but at no point, yeah, he's, I think he's the second longest. Yeah. At no point am I going to be like, at no point am I like, 
oh yeah, Finley's gonna run the table on this motherfucker and win this thing. <laughs> like, like that would have been the ultimate swerve. I'm looking at the times here. Finley is the longest. Oh no, second longest. Yeah, uh, Edge is the one that beats him out. Uh, Edge was it? Yeah, yeah, Edge is forty-four minutes. Yeah, and Finley has like thirty. Yeah, thirty-two for Finley. Thirty-two, thirty-two, and uh, forty-four for Edge. Yeah. So Ric Flair comes out and Finley, and I'm just like, okay, well, this is. Uh, are we booking a mid-card match in like 1998 uh, WCW here, or what's going on? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh my God, here comes, I'm assuming, post-Spirit Squad, uh, yes. Kenny Dykstra. Yeah, Kenny Dykstra. Yes. The, the... Well, the Spirit Squad ended, uh, uh, may have, it would have been 2006, because DX reformed and then put him in a box, and then stuck a piece of tape on the box that said back to OVW. Yeah, yeah. Which we've seen Kenny Dykstra at uh, I've seen him. I, I can't Were you there at a Spirit Squad match at a Compound Pro? No. Uh, well, I've seen the Spirit Squad twice at Compound Pro. Uh Mikey and and Kenny, I believe, were the two that there. But yeah, Kenny Dykstra comes out and I'm like, "Oh, great. Kenny Dykstra. Great. That was someone I forgot was wrestling in this." Uh mm-hmm followed by Matt Hardy and I'm, I'm never usually I'm, I'm always look I'll say it, I'm not a fan of having people that are in previous matches show up in the rumble like unless you're going to book them to win it then that's a different thing but I'm just not a fan you have other people on the roster there's only one time when it has been okay yeah and that is Roddy Piper in the 93 rumble because Roddy Piper like the whole story going in was Roddy Piper won the Intercontinental title earlier in the night. Yeah. Could he be the first man to also win the WWE title in the same night? Yeah. And so that that's fine. That that's at least a story, but there's no reason for Matt Hardy to be here. Like Right. Uh, like he's just filling the numbers. You've got other people. You've got like I'm well again, I'm going to uh if I'm looking at uh, you know, WrestleMania uh, let's see if there was anyone there, you know, uh, yeah, there, there, you know, uh, you have other people that could have been in this match other than him. Uh, and they just, Chavo wasn't in this match. Was he? Yes. He's, he's okay. like number 27 uh, yeah. or no, 25. So anyways, that's just a little pet peeve. I just don't like that stuff, but then we get edge coming out. Uh, and this is a very, there aren't a whole lot of high flyers in this Royal Rumble, I guess, to me. Uh, you've got Rob Van Dam. You've got some super crazy. Um, I guess Johnny Nitro would probably fit in there. But, I'm, you know, yeah, there's Chavo. But that's really it. Uh, it. But then it's still a weird mix of these sort of old ECW originals and, like, this newer generation of WWE superstars and everything uh, out there. So uh, Edge comes out next. you got Tommy Dreamer. And then... Sabu, uh, who Sabu. who immediately sets up a table. <laughs> yeah. and, and you're like, oh, he's going through that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was, I was also like, the only, usually a table spot would be that like you would put someone on a table and then jump through it, but if you do that, you're going to eliminate yourself. And I was like, do they have him eliminate himself because he's crazy? You know, 
Uh, and I was a little surprised that they were still calling him suicidal in 2007. I didn't know that they would still were still doing that then. Uh, well, again, Benoit hadn't happened yet. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Yeah, they probably wouldn't have called him homicidal, genocidal, and suicidal post uh, Benoit out there. Uh, then you get uh, SmackDown's best kept secret. I believe that's what they call him, uh, which is a uh, Gregory Helms. Uh, SmackDown's greatest secret, uh, Gregory Gregory Helms. Go down the list. We got uh, Shelton Benjamin Kane, a uh, a fresh faced CM Punk who JBL just tears into for being boring because he doesn't drink. You know, starting yeah. this uh, long line of that being a, an angle. King Booker, uh, super crazy Jeff Hardy. I get really depressed anytime on the network. I see Sandman's entrance and there's no inner Sandman playing. It just I will say Sandman's in. Uh, well, f- okay, first of all. Back a yeah, bit. no, yeah. Super just, crazy comes in, does two moves, sells the entire time he's in there, and then gets eliminated. Mm-hmm. So, it it's pretty bad. Then Sandman comes in, hits three people with a cane, and then King Booker's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Yeah, he's literally in the match for thirteen seconds. Thirteen seconds, yeah. Uh, then we get Randy Orton, who will have a pretty uh, big run here uh, in the match. Uh, Chris Benoit comes in like a uh, like a you know just a he's on fire he comes in you know he's ready to go uh, but again knowing what happens in the future and looking at him you're like uh, yeah <laughs> I mean yeah. he's 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 swole patrol at this point right oh, yeah. uh, Rob Van Dam at number eighteen always love me some Rob Van Dam coming in the world's was it the world's largest love machine is that what they yeah, yeah. the world's largest love machine wearing more like a white satin than i've ever seen in my life i think yeah. <laughs> or whatever he's it, it, it is enough for a full hot air balloon yeah uh, then you get nitro yep. in then you get kevin thorn then you get hardcore holly then you get Shawn michaels Yes, and Shawn Michaels uh, makes an immediate impact by eliminating Finley, and then also super kicking Viscera, and then Viscera gets eliminated. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, it says, uh, yeah, he super kicked, then they all team up to eliminate Viscera. Uh, Shawn Michaels will, uh, Shawn Michaels eliminates Randy Orton, uh, Shelton Benjamin, Edge, and Finley in this match. That are his four eliminations that he'll get in here. Uh, and uh, Shawn Michaels got a decent, you know, he got a he got a big pop when he came out. So you know, very yeah, yeah very much superstar. Um, then a very forgettable performance by Chris Masters up next. Chris Masters <laughs> and same for Chavo. Yeah. Then MVP covered in burns shows up. <sighs> what was the story on that? Uh, the the, the King, yeah King set him on fire. Yeah, in the the Inferno match. match. Yeah, and boy, also. Uh, God bless, you know, the Black Panther movie because it greatly improved MVP's in-ring gear that the stuff that he wears now when he does occasionally wrestle. Yeah, looking like a broke Power Ranger. Yeah, oh boy, it was bad. That that just some hor- horrible colors uh, there. Uh, up next is Carlito, and then the man who makes the biggest impact, the great Kali. Yes. Kali and- tying the then record. Yeah. With seven eliminations. Yeah. Eliminating. He eliminates Carlito. He eliminates Chavo. He eliminates Hardcore Holly. He eliminates. Uh, Rob Van Dam. 
Rob Van Dam, Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit, and CM well. Punk, and, then, and CM Punk, and then the Miz shows up and has the shortest time in the match at seven seconds. Yes, and this is uh complete. I'm guessing complete. This is faux hawk. Faux hawk football. Probably like still celebrating his undefeated streak at four wins. Uh, but but full on is he is he a baby face at this point? Because no, he'd have been a heel at this time. I thought. Well, okay, so that's one of those things because I didn't, I couldn't remember because JBL talks about how much he hates the Miz. But that's because the Miz was annoying. Okay, so all right, so it's, it's, yeah, okay, that's I I was like I don't remember him being a face that early on, but then. Yeah, so that's no. that's what I was confused about. Yeah, Miz is in there for seven seconds. Who officially has the record? It's is it still Santino or is it someone else? It's still Santino. At two, Titus, Titus O'Neil it got fucked up. Yeah, Titus O'Neil was supposed to beat him, but they got fucked up. So Santino has like a record of like two seconds. Mm-hmm. And before that, it was the Warlord. Um. <laughs> Warlord with like four seconds. Yeah. And then here comes at number thirty, we've had no debuts no surprises no nothing and we're gonna maintain that (laughs) by at number 30 here is the the undertaker yeah the undertaker at number 30 uh who by this point how many people were in the match still when the undertaker came in i think i want to there it was like six there was collie sean mvp uh orton edge and then the undertaker yeah and then, so the Undertaker comes in at number thirty, and uh, you know he does his Undertaker. You know, the, immediately yeah. eliminates Kali. Yeah. Then eliminates MVP, and then Edge and Orton start beating the shit out of him and Sean. Yeah, and so he's kind of set up this like old guard versus new guard like little thing that they have going on here. I like that they call the Undertaker the best pure striker in the history of WWE. Yeah. I'm like okay, I don't think that's real uh and uh that's a dumb thing to say. But whatever. I I get you're trying to pure striker. Do you think that like that's it now correct me if I'm wrong. You you're our MMA homeboy. That's MMA language, right? Well, no. No. I would that's if a MMA commentator said that I'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here. It's stupid." Okay, well, I, I didn't know. Like there's so many different assets like at like uh, types of striking. Like you'd say like he's the best pure boxer mm. or the best pure kickboxer, you know, like it, it's such a generic statement. That's like a 1993 MMA statement is what that is. Okay. Well, I, hey, look, it works, right? And The Undertaker has been in the news recently, uh, a little heat on him uh, for one. Showed up on Joe Rogan. Huh? Showed up on Joe Rogan. Yeah, showed up on Joe Rogan, and uh, he said, uh, casually just mentioned that he did steroids, and then, uh, which, great, that's not surprising, but you still probably don't usually say that out loud when you're still under contract. Uh, and then also talked about how all the modern wrestlers were uh, basically pussies, in his opinion. Uh, he remembers the day when guys backstage had firearms and stuff like that. And I don't think that went over well <laughs> with new wrestlers. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, fuck you. <laughs> like, like I, I would prefer my wrestlers to be unarmed, uh, knowing how unhinged some of them can be. Absolutely. 
But uh, for the first time in history, what's going to happen is that the number 30 participant is going to win the Royal Rumble. We're going to have the battle between uh, rated RKO and uh, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Um, they're going back and forth. You know, they uh, they, they clock Sean with a chair. Mm-hmm. Sean rolls under the bottom rope. Then rated RKO starts double teaming Undertaker, beating him up, beating him up, set him up for an upside down concerto. Yeah, face yeah. up. And then Sean shows up. Uh, super kick or no throws out randy and then super kicks edge over the top rope and then he and one of the best moments of the night he and undertaker are laying on the ground just like breathing heavily Mm -hmm. and then undertaker sits up and then yeah Shawn michaels kicks up yeah and then yeah, because I will say when Sean laid down, though, it was a little bit cheesy. <laughs> I was like, I don't think there's a reason for you to be laying down right now. But I, I you know, it paid off in the end with the, the spot that they did there with the, the sit ups. You but... just hit a super kick. You know, it oh, takes up like 50 percent of your stamina. <laughs> well, don't tell that to anyone in AEW because <laughs> that's all it is, is super kicks and flips. But well, but no, they don't have it in their finisher slot. Like, oh. They have it in like their, their, their like striking spot. He has it in his mm, finisher slot. So I see. So, so therefore, yeah, OK. Therefore, it takes up a lot more. OK. Yeah. They don't. Um, they don't tune up the band, so you know that. Right, right. It, it really right, the right. kick itself doesn't take a whole lot out of you. It's that band tuning up that you have to deal yeah. with, right? That's yeah, that's charging it up. Yeah, They're it's storing like, everything. But they yeah. Got it. yeah, then you then you. So then this. this is like this is kind of the start of the final two entrants have to have a ten minute match. Yeah, like this is the start of that being a thing. Yeah, we because they they do go at it for quite a while and you know trade back and forth, um, and you know it's a it's perfectly we know like in two years these two guys are gonna like two and three years from now these two guys are gonna have some of the best matches in the history of WrestleMania uh, at yeah. twenty at WrestleMania twenty five and twenty six and this is kind of a little preview of that right you're getting yeah. a little preview of what's down the down the road, um, but yeah it, it, it when it ends um, basically. And just to look, just so you know, the next year, uh, the Undertaker is the very first entrance, and is eliminated by Shawn Michaels. Right. In the next, yes. in the next, uh, uh, and also in the next year, a number thirty entrant is going to win again when John Cena wins at number right. thirty. Did not go over as well <laughs> as the Undertaker winning from number thirty. Uh, yeah. Well, like people like because there was that huge pop because like Cena wasn't supposed to return for like eight months, yeah. but it returned within four months, and then everybody pops, and then halfway through they're like, "Wait, we hate him!" And yeah, then they're like, Boo! "Yeah, there's get yeah. the fuck out of here." Oh, so <laughs> I'm looking at next. I'm looking at the next Royal Rumble. Uh, there were two free agents that wrestled in the next Royal Rumble. Do you know who they were? Uh, Jimmy Snook and Roddy Piper. There you go, Jimmy Snook and Roddy Piper. There you go, good job. Uh, uh, well, that's that. I was gonna. Min- I was actually gonna bring this up. Uh, Cody Rhodes was telling a story about <laughs> Jimmy Snooker and Roddy Piper in being in that match, where like, you know, it's like, it's in Madison Square Garden. Jimmy Snooker comes in, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody else comes in, and then all of a sudden, the bagpipes hit, and the crowd. 
fucking erupts. Like, it explodes. And Roddy Piper walks up, and he gets up on that apron, and he points at Jimmy Snook and goes, You motherfucker! <laughs> and, like, the camera is pointed right at him. And you, if you go back and watch, the camera cuts so, so quickly. Fast. Yeah. I wonder if they've edited that out, probably. I wonder if they did. But it got him, and it's yeah. so funny. And, like, if you look, you can see in the background, like, John Morrison and CM Punk in the corner just dying <laughs> laughing nice uh nice yeah uh but yeah we then so you know they go back and forth and then the big elimination spot in this is uh sean michaels is going to get ready to do what he'd done to other people in the match he's tuning up the band he's going to super kick the undertaker over the top rope because that's how physics work and uh and the undertaker being the kg ring veteran that he is just uh, basically ducks it and dumps Sean over the top rope and wins the Royal Rumble. And we'll head off yep. to allegedly uh, headline Ma- WrestleMania 23. He does not headline WrestleMania 23. Uh, he does win. He does win. Title. Yeah, he wins the world title at uh, at WrestleMania 23 against Batista. Uh, but yeah, um, boy, I'm looking at this uh, eight-man tag match at WrestleMania 23. Uh the ECW originals versus the new breed and that. Oh God. Yeah. 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 That's, Uh, that's something. Um, that is something. So there you go. Um, but yeah, so overall it's a good, it's a good Royal rumble. I haven't watched all the Royal rumbles, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know where I would slot this in the grander scheme of things. It's not the best. It's certainly not the worst by any long shot. As far, I think I put it kind of like middle of the pack, in so, my opinion. So that's the thing. When, we, when you talk about Royal Rumbles and you're like trying to think about where they stand, you have the show in general, right? The mm-hmm. whole the whole Royal Rumble. But then you actually have the Royal Rumble. Right. And, yeah, I only rank the Rumble, the match. I don't yeah. rank the pay-per-view. Yeah. That's too much work. Um, so in terms of the Rumble matches, it is a perfectly serviceable middle of the road rumble. I think if I'm watching this live in 2007, I'm not upset. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm like, okay, Undertaker won. It makes sense. It's the Undertaker, right? Like had uh who was there at the end, you know, like well, all four of those guys at the end, I mean, would have made sense winning. Uh They're all four world former world champions. Yeah, uh, th- that would have made sense. But like let me see if like uh I don't know. I don't even know who's in here that I would be like that would have had a even a chance. Like if they would have had the great Kali win this, I would have been pissed well, off. Yeah. yeah, but like King Booker could have won it, and you'd have been like, okay, Rob Van Dam, Benoit. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, not we're almost to Jeff Hardy, but not quite. Yeah, not quite. So, uh, um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, so there's like. Six or seven possible winners. Yeah, so like, I can see that. Yeah, so again, a very perfectly serviceable uh, Royal Rumble. Uh, so you know, uh, I would say there's no real use. I mean, if you want to watch a match on the card, uh, watch the uh, watch the Umaga John Cena match just because it is. There's some really good spots in it, um, and then yeah. you know, watch your Rumble. You can turn this three hour pay per view into an hour and fifteen minute pay per view. <laughs> And you'll be absolutely. Yeah. The rest of the rumble is bait. Yeah, the rest, the rest of it is, is, is yeah. Is it's bait. just like, like, meh. Okay, is what it is. So, 
Well, Mr. Sandoval, we've burned through another Royal Rumble. It's we're thoroughly into WrestleMania season. Uh, we'll be mm. we'll be gearing up to review a Mania here in a few weeks and all that fun stuff. In the meantime, uh, mm. I would say this to everybody out there listening: if you would please download and like the Soundstooth app, we would very much appreciate that. Uh, very much out there. If you would like us on Facebook, that would also be super dope. Like both WrestleLore and the Soundstooth page, that would be great. You'll get to see all of our content through that sounds tooth page. Um, check out all the great podcasts that we have, uh, especially when I plug uh, bangers and trash, which Mr. Sandoval will by this point have been on, uh, probably a couple times, uh, when I ever put out the wrestling themes, one that I kind of keep it in the can, but, uh, check that out. And, uh, you know, Ethan, you got anything you want to tell the fine people out there that you got coming out, got you got going on. Um, yeah. Uh, Oh God! Uh, well, there's the Knights of the Sound Table that returned on the 25th after about a month hiatus. Then um, uh, also, uh, you know, talk show podcasts. Make sure you go look at that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just fucking we. Just fucking we. Uh, also, I just saw a stat that I didn't realize. This is the rumble that breaks the record for most appearances in a rumble, which is Kane. Oh, okay. He breaks breaks his own and Rikishi's record with uh, nine in a well, eleven in a row or eleven total. Nine in a row. Well, there you go. So good job for and you, King. Most elimination, most people involved in an elimination. Oh, is that the elimination of uh, Viscera? Viscera, yes. So. You know who was the holder of that before? Who? Viscera. <laughs> okay. Back when it was in 1994, when it was Mabel. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, now. I mean, he had a long career. I mean, good, good on him. But boy, I can't fucking stand him. <laughs> so yeah, he sucks so bad. <laughs> I I like him better here, where he's fully uh, clothed, uh, as opposed to like when he wore like big, the, the big daddy five. Yeah, where he wore this like whatever the the suspenders. Yeah, I'm just like okay, so. Well, all right, Ethan, that's going to be it for us here today on WrestleLore. Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, be safe, make good decisions, and be kind to each other. How about that? Bye. I kiss you.